Okay, so this week we're learning about the disease called Saras, <coughs> the disease that came to a person who, because um, it, was, it was a physical <coughs> disease, a miraculous physical disease, that was a result of a spiritual malady. Whether a person was arrogant or stingy or speaking Lashon Hara, various interpretations of what causes disease. And uh, then there's stages of the disease. Disease could affect your house, could affect your clothing, affect the person himself. So in this discussion, the Torah goes in great detail on how to purify yourself after getting this disease and various conditions of the disease. You could really write a whole code of Jewish law on this, uh, on this subject. So much, unlike other laws of the Torah where there aren't so many verses in the Torah itself describing um, the details of the, um, of the issue and you have to rely a lot on the oral Torah, here the Torah devotes verse after verse after verse to all the details of this, um, of this disease. And, and, and that's because this is, isn't just a physical thing, it's also a spiritual thing which is, which is pertinent to us even though we don't have this disease anymore and I don't think Mashiach will come, it's going to return because Mashiach is going to come, we're, going to, uh, we're not going to be stingy or arrogant, or, but there's a spiritual message that we need to take and in every level of service of Hashem, including after Mashiach comes. And uh, although there won't be a physical component to it. So, but to understand the, the spiritual message of this um, disease, you have to go into the uh, physical one as well. So, the Torah says like this, in the Parshish Tazriya, uh, the Torah says that if a, very, many details again, the Torah says if a, bag, if a clo- cloak contracts this disease, so what does the Kohen do? When the Kohen sees that the, uh, um, the disease has um, um, uh, come upon this uh, cloak, so the coin has to um, has to see um, has, to, has to put the cloak away to quarantine the cloak and uh, see what the um, what happens um, when the coin returns is the disease going to develop more is it going to stay the same and based upon uh, seven days right he quarantines the cloak for seven days and uh, and then Depending on what, what happens, um, the coin um, uh, makes a decision then. So, if after seven days um, the coin comes back and the, uh, the disease is still there, so the coin says the disease must, the um, cloak must be washed. So, wash the cloak. Then the coin says, okay, we're going to quarantine this cloak for another uh, seven days. And then he comes back and looks at it again. And when he comes back the second time uh, to check out this uh, cloak. So if the disease is not there, so Torah says, the... Um, uh, 
the the Kohen commands to wash this cloak a second time. And once it's washed a second time, then the cloak is is uh, is um, is permissible. So the disease is gone, and the Kohen says, "Wash it a second time." Okay. The Rashi says on Pasuk Nunches, "V'chuvashenis," you should wash it a second time. What does washing the second time mean? Rashi says, "Washing tefillah." It means to immerse. It doesn't mean to literally wash it. It means to immerse it in a mikvah. And Rashi has a proof from the Unkelis, Unkelis, the Aramaic translation of the Torah. There, the, um, the Unkelis translates this differently to the other times the Torah says to wash the garment. The other occasion the Torah says to wash the garment, the, um, the Unkelis translates this as Vitztaba. As opposed to the other places in the Torah, it says to wash. The Unkelis translates that as as vischaver. Vischaver means it should become white, should, become, should come clean. Um, so Unkelis translates this as vitstava. Vitstava means to immerse it. Whenever, whenever Unkelis wants to say the word immersion, he uses the word yitstava. When he wants to use the word, when he wants to say something just just washed, so he says vischaver. It becomes clean. It becomes white. So Rashi proves from Unkelis that's what um, the, uh, the Torah is referring to here. But the question is, how does Rashi know that, yes, it says so in Unkelis. Okay, Unkelis says so. Unkelis is a source. But Rashi is trying to translate the simple translation of the Torah. How does Rashi know from the simple translation of the Torah, when the Torah says to wash it a second time, that's referring to immersion. Maybe it's referring to washing it a second time in the simple sense. So, simple answer is, why wash it a second time? You washed it once. Why wash it a second time? So it must be that you're washing a second time, do something different than you did the first time. And therefore, Rashi says, oh, it must be that it's talking about um, immersion. But, just because we don't know the reason for a halacha, therefore we should, we should translate the verse different to its simple meaning. Okay, so we don't, know, we don't know why to wash it a second time. Fine. There's a lot of things we don't know. Hashem says to wash it a second time, so wash it a second time. How does Rashi know from the looking at the verse that's not referring to um, washing it, it's referring to immersing it? Actually, the Eben Ezra also looks at the, this verse and he says... Um, like, can you do me a favor? Can you pull out the plug from the front to make sure that the, it's not, the electronic lock is not on? In the, in the front, by the door, you'll see a plug by the, by the door. Just pull that plug out of the door. Thank you. So the Ebenezer says, yeah, wash it a second time and don't immerse it in a mikvah and I don't know why, fine. The Torah says wash it a second time. You don't have to know the reason for everything. A lot of things you don't know the reason. You know the reason for Aduma? Wash it a second time. The Torah says wash it a second time. That's what Ebenezer says. So, Eb actually explains that from the words of the Torah, the Chuvah Shenis, wash it a second time, those words themselves tell Rashi that it doesn't mean to wash 
those words tell Rashi that it means to immerse it in the mikvah. How so? So, the purpose of washing the garments in general could be explained in two ways. Kohen looks at the garment. He has to wash the garment. There's two ways to interpret the purpose of washing the garment. One way is that the Kohen is washing the garment in order to um, ascertain uh, what's going on. It's, it's not about giving a spiritual cleansing to the garment. Rather, thank you so much. It's not about giving a spiritual cleansing to the garment. It's just about cleaning the garment to see what happens when you wash it. What will happen if we wash it? It's not about administering a cure. It's merely in order... It's like a, it's like, um, a doctor doing something not for the purpose of, of curing something, but just for the purpose of, uh, of, um, uh, to ascertain what's going on. Let's do this to see what's going on. Let's, let's make this test. Let's make this test. It's a test. So if the, the, that's one way of interpreting what the first washing is about. Another interpretation is, no, the Kohen says to wash it. The Torah says to wash it. So yes, the purpose of washing it on the surface is just to ascertain whether there is an impurity here that needs to be um, um, addressed or not. But since the Kohen is the one that's saying to do this, the Torah is the one that's saying to do this, therefore we must say that this does something. Because the Kohen is doing it. The, Ko- the Torah is saying to do it. On the surface, the Kohen is saying to do something to ascertain, to prove, but if the Torah is saying to do it, it does something. It's not like a doctor who is just administering a test. There's something that's happening as a result because there's something that's happening with the command of the Torah. So those are two ways to explain the... Um, the, uh, uh, the, the, the washing of the garment, the first washing of the garment. So, if the purpose of washing the garment is just physical, just, just to ascertain what's going on, so then just because the disease has vanished from the garment doesn't mean that the spiritual malady isn't there. The symptoms aren't there, but the spiritual malady is still there. And therefore... There, there, there is a need to wash, it, to wash it, not to wash it for the same purpose that you did the first time. If you say the, the first time you're washing it is just in order to ascertain what's going on, but not to actually convey any purity to the garment, so then you need to wash it now because you are trying to do something different now, not trying to remove the symptom, you're now trying to move the cause, you're now trying to remove the impurity for the garment. The first washing was, astro- was just to test what's going on, test the water, see if it's going to go away or not. Oh, you washed it, good, it went away. Now, let's go to the core issue, and let's, dis- let's, get, let's address the, the, spiritual ener- the spiritual impurity in the garment. Let's, now let's do something else. Another way of learning is, no. The first time you washed it was about not just removing the physical malady, but it was also about removing the spiritual malady. It wasn't just a physical thing, it was a spiritual thing. And it had an effect. And it didn't just take away the physical disease, it took away the spiritual impurity as well. Okay, so if everything's already gone, what's the purpose of washing it again? Because there's, there's two parts of the, um, of the impurity. There is impurity that affected that particular location of the garment. And then there is the impurity that affected the, the entirety of the garment. 
there is the impurity of that location where you see the disease, and then there is impurity of the entire garment. So, 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 so the, you have to wash the garment again, not to address that, that location, not, not, but to go to remove the impurity from the entire garment. That's the purpose of the second wash. So what, what had happened over here? Was the first washing just to ascertain what's going on, to test what's going to happen, or did it actually remove the impurity? How does Rashi learn? So if you look at the first Rashi on this verse, Rashi says, If you washed it, according to the coin, the coin said to wash it. The whole disease was removed. Rashi adds a word, completely. Why does Rashi add the word completely? What's Rashi saying with that word? You moved the, the disease was removed. What's he saying by the word completely? Rashi means not only was the physical disease removed, but also the spiritual counterpart of the disease was also removed. It was completely gone. Ah, so then if the disease is completely gone, so why does the Torah say, V'chubashenis, wash it again? Rashi says the Torah is saying, wash it again. If the Torah is saying it's a second kind of washing, it's a repetition of the first washing, that means it also must be about purity. If the first washing was just about ascertaining what's going on, so then the second time you're washing it is a different kind of washing. It's not, it's not a repetition. The fact that Torah calls the second washing a, a repetition, the Torah classifies the second washing as repetition. That means that the first washing, according to Rashi, is also a purity. It's not just for a to ascertain what's going on, but it's also to convey purity to the garments, also to rem- not just to remove the physical symptoms, it's also about removing the impurity. Since the Torah says, wash it a second time, that means we're doing something similar to the first time. And that's how Rashi knows that the, that, that the second washing is immersion, because it's about doing something similar to the first one, which is to remove impurity. Why you remove impurity? You remove the impurity already. Remove impurity from the entirety of the garment, not just from the location where the disease, disease affected. So the disease was gone completely from the first washing. And the second washing was to remove the disease, not just from that location, from the entire garment. Okay. Now everything in Torah has a message for us spiritually. What's the spiritual message of us, for us over here? Sometimes a person can uh, do something wrong. And he tries to um, tries to cleanse himself from that mistake, and he is successful. He's successful for in the, the analogy over here, the halachic analogy of the disease. He's successful for a week. A Sunday goes by, a Monday goes by, a Tuesday goes by, and he hasn't repeated the mistake. He is okay for a whole week. So, what? How should he look at himself? At the end of the week, the truth is, is the middle path. And you're not supposed to be too strict upon yourself, not supposed to be too lean upon yourself. You have to, when you want, make a calculation of where you are spiritually, you've got to be honest and, and truthful. So the guy might say, okay, I did this for a week, but that doesn't mean that Hashem accepted my truth. It doesn't mean it was accepted. It wasn't accepted. I did, it wasn't accepted. But the, the Torah doesn't look at that that way. The Torah says, if a week goes by, in Torah, a week doesn't mean just mean a week. A week represents all kinds of changes. A week means, 
Sunday is different than Monday. On Sunday we have Avramel Meir, Yerbarach Hashem, not every day. We have, we have Blake, Yerbarach Hashem, we have Blake every day. And Avramel brings me a tea. It's great. So Sunday has its challenges. Monday has its challenges. The person maintains his spirituality for a whole week. And he's, he's batting a thousand. He should know that Hashem accepted his truth. He should know that Hashem accepted it. Does he have to, do, does he have to um, keep his sin in front of his eyes? Well, the Torah says, You're always supposed to keep your sin in front of your eyes. Why are you supposed to keep your sin in front of your eyes? So you might say, Oh, I'm supposed to keep the sin in front of my eyes because I haven't accomplished anything yet. I'm, God will never forgive me. God has not forgiven me. My tshuva wasn't accepted. I have to always look at myself as a sinner. I'm bad. Actually, uh, the word negdi doesn't mean right in front of me. As it says in chapter 11, Gersa Tshuva, the author says the word negdi means at a distance. Like it says in the Torah, the Jewish people camped next to Mount Sinai. It says, Mineged, Rashi translates, that means to mean at a distance from Mount Sinai. So, huh? so, so when it says you have to have the sin, you're sitting in front of you, it doesn't mean you have to feel miserable every day because of your mistakes. Instead, the author says over there in Tanya that you should be aware that there was a mistake that happened. And then when someone steps on your toes and someone insults you and someone uh, um, is bothering you or uh, observe, let's say someone's baby is running around the shul making noise and just like drives uh, the heck out of you for some reason. <clears throat> Anyways, and then you turn a couple of years later with your own baby driving people crazy. Baruch Hashem. Machayim. Anyway, so... So... so um, when someone bothers you, at some time you should be aware there was a mistake that was made and something that happened, should, you should be happy that it happened because you, you, you know yourself that, that there's, there's a kapara that needs to be happy. And so when someone insults you, oh, Baruch Hashem, that was easy, much better than hell, right? Much better than pain or other kinds of pain. It's great, good thing happened. I'm very happy that I uh, have this tendency to forget things, Baruch Hashem, because I have good kapara, easy kapara. I lose my keys, I find them afterwards. So nothing was really lost, just at that moment of frustration. Ah, kapara, great. So I know there's mistakes I've made, and I got a kapara, easy kapara. Anyways, moving along. So, we do, so, so, so when you, you are conscious of your mistakes, Altima says that's, that's a tool you could use to handle all kinds of frustration. Keep it at a distance from yourself, but don't feel miserable. On the contrary, the Torah says, you've seen that you've, you've maintained your spirituality and you haven't made the mistake again after a week you should know I should accept your tshuva does that mean that you're done? does that mean that you don't have to do tshuva again? does that mean there's not a deeper level of tshuva? no there's always a higher and deeper level of tshuva there's always a higher and deeper way to be closer to Hashem but don't think for a moment your tshuva wasn't accepted just like in the analogy of the Allah we learn that when the garment is washed it's washed completely it's when the first v'chubas the first time it's washed doesn't just remove the physical properties. It doesn't just take, just ascertain that the the, the, the the malady isn't there physically, but it takes away the impurity as well. So too, when a Jew makes it, it has it resolves to serve Hashem, and he is not repeating the mistake. Hashem accepts his tshuva. Is there something? Is there more work to do? Of course, there's more work to do. But don't think that means that Hashem hasn't accepted you. Hashem has accepted you, and yeah, there's a higher and deeper things to do, and the the, the, the mountain of Hashem is infinite. Go higher and higher. There's always higher levels, levels of tshuva. I like to think of it as a, a garment that has, that has soil on it. Um, and you wash it. And you wash the soil off of it. But the, 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 um, the, the more you bring out the, um, the, the bright color of the garment, the more you notice 
the, um, the more incongruous the stain is with the garment. So although you're washing the stain, but the, the, it becomes more incongruous with the rest of the garment because it's become, because it's wider, therefore you notice the, the stain more. So, so the tshuva was done, you've done tshuva and it's been accepted. And now there's a higher level of tshuva, different subject, but it's a different subject. Your tshuva was accepted. You want to also cause a deeper connection to Hashem today, Hashem will open your heart more, great. You see today that Hashem doesn't tanya. If you see today you can't open you can open your heart to serve Hashem in davening. So then you uh, should daven. It says in Tanya that that if t- you see you can't open your heart in davening, that means Hashem wants you to do a deeper tshuva today. Okay, do a deeper tshuva, but don't say your first tshuva wasn't accepted. It was accepted, and now Hashem wants a deeper tshuva. Today your heart isn't open, so Hashem is asking you to do t- to have a deeper tshuva. Okay. But, 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 but know that the garment was washed. Know that you don't, don't look at yourself and, and classify yourself as, uh, as someone who Hashem does not accept. You. Hashem's accepting you. Abraham, Hashem is accepting us? Yes. Yeah. Chaim, Chaim. That's it. You heard it from, 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 from. Huh?